Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts And so I might as well do that and learn Stop. some bond dressage at the same time. Stop <laughs> it. <It's> perfect. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing better than being dressed up and getting freaky, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being back with me on the edge, Lorna Gale. How has things been since the last time we chatted? Mm, it's been actually really amazing. Um, we've actually had two, I've taken two uh, new practitioners through the bondage training and one literally I'm in the space um, that I just finished yesterday, taking a new practitioner through. I've, um, I've got some things here to do a little wow. bit. Of I kept some things out. I've got everything packed up other than the things I wanted to have in the background and, and to share with you today. Now, yeah. did you take them through, uh, what was it one-on-one -on -one or was it virtual? This is a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, they, um, they each have flown from uh, from where they are. Wow. And uh, these are all across Canada right now. And certainly I'm a global master trainer, so I can train people from around the world to be practitioners as well as I can actually train couples if they want to do that. It doesn't have to be even as a, in a professional context. Some people want to do it for their own play and I can do that as well. And then also I can train trainers. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Brains, I want... <laughs> you to be aware that this is a very adult content um, interview with my guest, the founder of Bondissage, Lorna Gale, out of Canada. Mm -hmm. so, so I will, uh, just to correct, I'm actually, I'm I'm one of the practitioners, one of the things, although Jaylene Bennis is the founder of, she's the creator of Bondissage. Okay. So I, yeah, I got to be created, uh, trained by her and working closely with her. So I want to make sure I give credit to her and I'm here in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for that clarification. Mm -hmm. Brains, uh, you know, everybody likes to do things for different reasons. They get a different stimulation. They have a a, a certain pressure point, um, something that excites them, that exhilarates them, that gives them confidence, that makes them submissive. So, you know, you may not want to say it out loud, okay? Mm -hmm. But we all know that you got a tick because <laughs> I have one too. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, in our previous interview with Lorna Gale, we talked about the psychology and the methodology of what is bondage? What is this? Um, what some people can contain as S and M or or soft S and M, um, being submissive, the master, the uh, the different details, and why people do what they do. So we definitely want you to listen to the first interview as well. But today we're going into what I like to call the dungeon, the sex dungeon, <laughs> and to see a little bit of the toys and kind of understand. What it is, I mean, you know, you might find something that you want to try. So let's welcome her back to the show. How are you, Lorna Gale? I'm doing very, very well. Very well. Thank you so much, April. It's wonderful to be back here. I'm excited. I know we had to reschedule our our, our time together for this time. And each time it was going, oh, I look forward to it. It's in my calendar. And I'm so looking forward to it. So it's Thank great to be here with you again. 
And you know, brains, uh, can't Canadians, you may think that they're quiet and subdued, but uh, they definitely get it in and they're very adventurous. Mm -hmm. I find that they are less judgmental, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I can appreciate that they're more open to a lot of things, be it culture, be it spirituality, be it mm -hmm. sexuality, all of that. Your taxes are high, but <laughs> <laughs> but you got to set it off some way. So tell us a little bit about you, Bondasage, and what you're going to share with us today. Mm, for sure. Thank you. So I've really, um, what brings me here today is my own journey of really bringing together um, a sexual awakening and spiritual journey into recognizing where we've been so often taught that never the twain shall meet. And so it's really about bringing them back together. So for me, bondage itself is, is very much um, um, just a, a journey into the physicality, into the spirit of who we are on multiple levels, that spirit, that, that energy of who we are, as well as that life force energy, um, the, the divine aspect as well. Um, so I, I work as a, my journey has brought me from, from teaching in the classroom to teaching energy work and then teaching in the sexual erotic thing. So I, the founder of, of Sexological Body Work Canada was down in the States and then I brought it to Canada. I did um, three years of being on faculty um, two of those years as co-teacher of that professional training. And then I left that organization and doing my own thing in the midst of that is where I was uh, introduced to bondage. And I thought, oh, someday I'm going to do that. And it's really um, from somebody that grew up in a Christian home, uh, you know, pretty, <laughs> pretty conservative, you know, don't, don't dance, don't tap your toes, that type of a thing. This was, um, I was going to say not really on my radar, but it was on my radar, but it was seen as evil and dirty and shameful and really to be avoided. And what I've really come to experience um, in my own journey, April, is that from multiple levels, I think anything can be done in certain ways for different intentions. My experience is, is that it, number one, allows people to be in a consensual uh, experience. They get to explore different sensations they get to have some healing where maybe some things were done to them as children or growing up that was non-consensual they actually now get to step into that and have a replay of that and in that consenting to that it can be a healing journey and as well for me I've really come to see that in my time as a as a dom a pro-dom a femdom that uh, one of my submissives, I remember one time we were in conversation and when he, he was talking about as a, as a man and the circle of men that he was with in the circle of femdoms, that there's always this sense, you just want to just, you know, I want to do what you want me to do. And even though my will is strong, you know, please break me if you will, to yeah. so that I can be there for you. And I realized I mean, we'd had that conversation many times, but there was at one point several years ago, it was this, the aha, where it really parallels that aspect of the spirit world and the human journey where we are thinking we're human and um, and then that sometimes that dark night of the soul that wakens us to that realization of the divinity of who we are and um, beyond the ideas of, you know, that we're separate from and there's masculine and feminine. So it really starts to bring things back. So the way that I've experienced um, BDSM and the way that I teach it, the way that I teach my my bondage trainings and in my sessions of them, it's really about bringing people back into their bodies empowering and i say empowering women and training men and 
in some ways, it's also, I could say, empowering the feminine and, um, and training the masculine because there's the feminine and masculine in each of us. And sometimes it might be um, tapping into the feminine part of, of the a male bodied person that arrives here. So for me, that's where I'm at. It's really looking at um, the feminine led life. So for some people, that's a female led relationship and it can be that way. Uh, and I support that and it's what I've lived and then bringing it even more into that feminine-led life that uh, allows us to be in the spirit of who we are and the divinity of who we are and how that gets expressed, no matter what toys and tools, what flavors and experiences. Well, let's go to the flavor. Let's do that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, you've explained it to us, Brains. I hope that you've taken that all in without judgment uh, as an education, because we are all different. And we are all sexual beings, whether you want to, you know, flip that switch or not, um, whether you are homosexual, heterosexual, transgender, non-binary, we all want to feel love. We all want to feel worthy and we all want to feel pleasure. And that is what Lorna did a great job at doing is explaining that to us on a much deeper level, not just the superficial and not from the religious texts and doctrine. We're going to take that away because there's been a lot of people that have been shamed by that, that have been hurt by that, have been suppressed by that, and also violated mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, in that supposedly sacred space. So take mm -hmm. all that and uh, stuff that into your container. So let's see what's on the table. Explain mm -hmm. to us a little bit about, okay, so when you come into a bond, when you want to work with you and do mm -hmm. bond massage, I'm sure that there's an intake. You're gonna, there is. Okay, because you want to know who this person is, uh, and they really don't know what they want to discover or uncover. That's why they're coming to you to see what brings them pleasure. So tell us a little bit about that. Great. Thank you. Uh, so when people come to me, often they will contact me through the Bondessage site. And on, um, on the Bondessage site, I am the maestra. Maestra meaning conductor, trainer. And, and so that's what I um I am supporting them in that entrainment piece. So I step into my place and of command and taking charge. So when they arrive to me, they've, we've often corresponded either by email or sometimes by a phone call or a Zoom call just to find out a bit of what it is that they're looking for. When they arrive to me, you're exactly right, April, there is the intake form. And a big part of that is I want to find out what it is that um, not only what they're interested in, but I want to find out because I, while they're here with me, I get to be in this place of overseer of their health, their safety, and their well-being. So I want to find out, are there any health concerns? Are there any medications that are on that might somehow affect their ability to communicate, to sense sense um, any pain? Or um, give I you a straight heart attack. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, that's you know, exactly. somebody might have popped two or three of those Viagra's before they came and, and that's they right. don't know what's going on. So I get you. Go ahead. That's right. So it's really important to find out um, with bond massage as well. There's a time where we're up, you know, in a place of restraint. So I want to find out, you know, is there any, any injuries? Are the rotator cuff muscles okay? Are there any injuries or um, uh, any medical things? that I need to be aware of for their body, as you say, with the heart attack, any meds like that, blood pressure, those kinds of things that I want to make sure I can have an awareness of that as I go into and find, okay, what happens if you're diabetic? 
what do I need to do if such and such? What would right. I need or to you, be able to do? Or you get so excited that you can't give the safe word. That's right. <laughs> I'll, That's I'll right. stop. <laughs> That's right. And we do it absolutely create those safe words and yellow being, you know, whatever I'm doing, sort of slow down. And sometimes, and I'll check in. And if it's a red, just stop. Okay, I'll check in. And sometimes it might be that the sensation that their experience is too overwhelming for them. And maybe not even from a sense of pain, um, because bondage isn't about creating this intense pain. There might be some pain. Let's find out what you can tolerate. But it's not about extreme pain and leaving marks. It's just kind of like, let's find out where your edges are. Let's see where, where it takes you out of your out of your mind and into your body. Mm. And so to be able to look at those various aspects of, of their safety and their well-being. So the safe words are very important. And if they need to just stop or just kind of just stop and check in, they maybe need a little bit of a breather. Okay, we're ready to go again. Maybe they need a drink of water. Maybe they need their some meds or whatever. So we untie them and let them take care of take whatever. Take mask off. Take off. Take exactly. off latex. Oh, I'm excited. So again, show me what's on the table. Okay. So what I've what I've chosen today are um, various implements that I that I use in my bondage training and in my sessions. And there are things that, there are some of the things that I, um, and I'm going to just pause for a moment because there's also Elysium, which is a very soft, slow, sensual, light restraint, sensory deprivation um, aspect. So there's the BDSM components, but it's it's how slow can you go and just be in that that sensory and so a lot of people that really just want to soak in touch or they like to be edged can that can be a place where they go they're not really into even any sensation or any level of pain that's not what they're into uh, and so the elysium is an opportunity for that and so um in in ours we use we use some uh just some mule tape and we that's one of the things we just wrap it around very very easily around their wrists and and then just bind them up and slowly just put their wrists in and bind them to the table that way. So it's sort so of bound to the table. Mm -hmm. It is the restraint. It's not having the control. It is releasing the control. That's right. And I know that I have talked to some sex experts, some sex experts, and they said that, you know what, you can control your orgasm. You mm -hmm. don't have to just straight go for the big O. You can get, exactly. up, to, you can get up to a certain point and dial back. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that sensation. So. Catch your breath. Absolutely. But, and build on it again. And they say that the second or the third time that you yeah. build on it, it's like you go to the moon. Exactly. Exactly. And the reason for that, April, is that when we upregulate, we're there's the tension that builds, the tension that builds. When we downregulate, then all of a sudden the body can relax, relax. And we come back up, we actually, it's not as if we lose anything. A lot of people think if I don't keep on going, I'm going to lose it. It's kind of like, no, no. If you mm -hmm. keep on, if you can't let yourself down regulate, when you come up, it comes to a higher level because your body is relaxed and now it can experience even more. So absolutely, that's what we do is we take them, ride the waves, take them higher and higher. And at some point, some people, there will be this aspect of an um, a bodily release the muscular release it can happen that way uh, and a lot of people think that ejaculation is orgasm and it's not 
ejaculation and orgasm often for a male body person, they often happen at the same time when we think it's, oh, I ejaculated, I had an orgasm. No, they're different things. And so it's to be able to know that people can ejaculate with having, without having an orgasm. They can orgasm without having an ejaculation. And so just in, in this training this week. How disappointing is that? I want the whole bowl of nuts. And you can, and okay, you can. But, okay, but explain how how that might differentiate. I mean, why mm -hmm. don't they go yeah, well, it's it's fascinating when when there's an ejaculation, it is this release of the as the erotic energy is built, whether it's, you know, somebody going this way and ejaculation, or there's riding the waves and there's ejaculation, that that is the release of that erotic energy, that sexual erotic energy that has been built. Um, and just in this last um, in their training. Um, there were two different times as I was training. I taught her what we call in bondage, um, the clench and hold in our sexological body work, the Taoist, um, the term of, we call it the big draw. And it's basically you build that energy, build that energy, build that energy. And when it feels like that's where you would, that would want to have that release, that's where we do some breathing to circulate the energy, to oxygenate the body and the blood and the muscles, and then do a clench and we hold the muscles and hold, 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 hold. And when you can no longer hold and we, you know, get into a position of, you know, um, legs up and upper body up and tight, 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 tight. When you can no longer hold then just release. And then we just wrap you up and then just whatever happens. So for some people, there's full body orgasm. For some people, there's, um, for example, one of the people that was here in the training had lots of tremoring because there was a trauma release that was happening. For some people, it's insights. There's ahas, just different kinds of things that can happen when that energy is contained. It's it's powerful. It's really powerful. I've experienced myself over the years as I've done this in my own training, my own experience. And so this idea of, oh, we, that's the goal. It's kind of like, no, there's so much more. Come on. <laughs> hey, a full body orgasm. You know, I talked to a couple family members of mine, bless their hearts, and they never have had an orgasm. Mm. I've had numerous, <laughs> and I'm so glad about mm -hmm. it, but the full body. But yeah, the full body, I've had the full body where I've, you know, I've trembled, I've cried, I've mm. shaken, um, even after you know, there's still a, a twitching and all that. So yeah, so I, I get it. I get it. And they, those are powerful. They are just yeah. mind blown. They are very, very much so. And it really, um, for people who are open to trying it, you know, it, it really can be a really a mind, a mind life altering thing. Um, I remember back one couple of years ago, one of my clients, I taught him that and it just totally revolutionized his relationship with his wife, because he was able to, instead of this idea of he needed to come, he was able to stay there and keep that energy circulating. And they both came out of the experience much more fulfilled and connected. It was really beautiful. I bet. I bet. Okay. So now after you've bonded me with red lasso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I've chosen to do is of the various things that I've I've kept out of the kit. This isn't everything that we use, but there are certain things. Um, I chose various things that people can. Um, so, for example, you know, you can find some type of silk scarves that can be there. So it's how can you how can you start to experience this uh, in your own home without even spending a whole lot of money and sometimes even no money. 
So um, if you were to go even to the, um, you know, into the, into the, your makeup kit, you know, these soft things, you know, we're, we're used to putting it on the makeup or whatever, but all of a sudden, if you can take them out and all of a sudden they become this sensory tool, like what's it like to I've feel done that too. I've done that too. I've there you go. Magnificent, the feather and it, that's it, right. That's but right. What happens and the sensation that I felt, Oh, brains, I'm just telling y'all everything. But what I found was, when it touched, it touched so lightly that mm -hmm. there was an energy draw, that mm -hmm. there was a, it, it was supernatural. It wasn't, you know, like a brushing of the hand or a brushing of a brush. It was like the energy was being drawn through the feather, through wow. the entire body and that slow and easiness and just relax and breathe in it. It was beautiful. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Know, That's exciting. Point, and you, you think about that, too, about people that have sexual experiences. Men may not be able to uh, get an erection. Mm -hmm. There are women that have had, you know, for whatever reason, trauma, medication, that are have a very dry vaginal area. It may not be the actual penetration mm -hmm. that gets you off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... And, and when you spoke earlier about, uh, you know, different women who hadn't, you know, had an orgasm ever, and I, it was not until I was 42 that I had my first orgasm. So there are different ranges. And so the idea that, oh, it's too late, I'm too old, is kind of like, no, it's never too, it's never too late. I remember even um, 15 years ago, uh, when I was in, in my work as a, a somatic sex educator, is as a um, somatic sexologist, a uh, client came to me, she was 73 years old, and she actually, um, she came to me, she said, I still feel like I want to be sexual, and I need to shut it down. I, this is, I just need to shut it down. And in our, in our work together, she realized, oh, no, <laughs> this is so ready to come forward. And in fact, um, as an artist, it was, it really started to show up in her work, her, her work shifted and changed and the depth that came forward. And in fact, in fact, I just received an email from her yesterday, holiday greetings. And she just said, you have played such a huge role in my life. So, um, and I had a friend, uh, ask me, she's in her eighties to take her to a well-known sex shop in Hollywood, the pleasure chest. Well, yeah. I blushed. I was like, well, what in the world? Yeah. And she says, it's not over. I still want pleasure. I don't necessarily have to be with the partner, mm -hmm. but I still desire a certain amount of stimulation, yeah. love, relaxation, and passion. She says, and I can give this passion and love to myself. I don't ah, need any yes. outside influence. Yeah. I was like, you know, in 80s, you're still taking your 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 power back? Well, I took her there, and not only did she get a device, but she bought extra batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. That's beautiful. I was like, um, you know, so that lets you know that it is not over until it's over. And it's no. not perverted, and it's no. not nasty. No. No. You know, it's like turning on the coffee machine. If you don't push all the buttons, baby, you don't know how it works, how it percolates, how it that's gets hot, true. how it gets steamy and makes, you know, a frothy latte. <laughs> so you have to get, you know, you got to get in with it. But also, I want to just interject before you continue. Mm. Friends, I want you to consider what you teach your children. What you teach your children about good touch, bad touch, self-touch, abuse, violation, uh, being being clean, uh, using protection. 
You cannot have this conversation with a 13-year-old. You have to teach them just like you teach them about your eyes and your nose and your lips. You, It's okay to say breast, anus, vagina, and penis. They're a part of the human body. They're very major organs. Have some sort of conversation with someone like Lorna, a child psychologist, a pediatrician, but teach them this about their body. And if you catch them, you know, touching themselves, have that conversation. You need to be safe. You need to be clean. You don't put things in there. This is something private. This is you. You know, no one is supposed to touch this. You're supposed to come to your parents and tell them the truth. This is very, very important because as Lorna indicated, there are people that are coming to her that have been traumatized, that have been abused, that have been, you know, uh, at sodomy, uh, that have been encouraged to put their, you know, their mouths on individuals, young girls, so they don't get pregnant. There's a lot of things that go on and sex is right up there with money it and god it is a controlling manipulative uh but also loving and powerful tool so i'm sorry i had to interject in that but i want parents to understand that you can't teach this and if someone 40 or 50 comes and violates your child they're aware of the predator and what could happen <laughs> and they're not going to trust anybody more than they're going to trust their parents and trust you I know my mother was on it. You know, I was on it with my daughter. If yeah. it look funny, it feel funny, it's not right. And you talk about it. So mm -hmm. talking about it is huge. Okay, now back to the demonstrations. <laughs> Absolutely, and that, uh, that is so, so key, April. So I'm so grateful that you you spoke that. And interestingly, 98% uh, of children want their parents to be their primary sex educators. They don't want to learn it from their friends. They don't want to learn it from the internet. They don't want to learn it from right. in the locker room. They want their parents to be there. So uh, it's actually a fascinating thing. One of the, one of the, my things for my midlife sexual awakening, what came to me was a whole body of work um, in looking at how we do food and how we do sex. And it's, it's a, it's a training that I take people through and it's actually, I'm in the process of uh, doing that as a fund foundation for a sex education program for children that their, ch their parents get to teach them and support them. And so that's, that's coming because it really gives us that opportunity to really, as you say, to face into our own, our own fears, our own traumas, our own uh, misunderstandings, our own disconnections so that we can stop the cycle and it doesn't have to perpetuate into the next generation. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's take it to the next level. So, all right. So what I've chosen here are various things that, as I mentioned, that you might have in your home or you can find in the, just in the regular super supermarket stores. Some of the things that I have purchased and these are, uh, I love these. These are my, my leather cuffs. These are not in the supermarket store. <laughs> These were ordered from one of the online places that uh, makes quality work. If you're wanting to just play around with it, there are certain certain things you can certainly find at the at the um, sex stores or online. And if it see it feels like something you want to do some exploring of, is try to find something that is maybe not top level, but not just the cheap type things because soon they'll they'll crack and they'll break and you and it'll feel like it'll hurt and so it it might not be the thing so if you're feeling like i want to explore it 
find some things that feel fun for you. And if, if it seems like it resonates with you, then you can start to up, up what you do so that it has some quality things and you can really sink into it and enjoy it. Okay. Now, wait, wait, wait. pull that back out because I want to see now, is that those are cuffs that go around your wrist and your ankles? Uh -huh, that's right. So we've got four of them here. We choose in bond dressage. We actually use the same size. We get ankle ones so that uh, does I don't have to try to figure out does this one go on the you know is this the shorter one the longer one some people have very thick wrists and narrower ankles so by having them all the same same we just pick one and put them on on the wrists and go from that now look, let me ask more questions about it because I'm fascinated. yeah okay, so yeah put the cuffs on now is this to bond them to you know to uh I don't know mm -hmm. apparatus to the to the bed mm -hmm. uh, or or is it to bond them like this? What, what? Great, great questions. Mm -hmm. When we have this, our, as a bond massage, um, and the way that I teach the bond massage is just stay with the very basics. And then each person gets to make it their own. So the cuffs are put on. So the first thing, actually, when they, when they arrive, it's, you know, they get to come, come naked, you know, go get changed, go get undressed, you know, make sure you're clean. And I have them clean before they arrive. And then Look, they come in. You know, that's what I'm saying. I, I talked to some massage therapists. That's why I wasn't a massage therapist. Brains, uh, you gotta take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. gotta be really, really, you know, clean. Somebody's gonna touch you. Again, you're gonna be exuding bodily fluids. Nobody yeah. wants a funky freak. Uh, well, right. maybe some people do. We're gonna talk about <laughs> that too. <laughs> so I have them, um, their instructions are to get undressed. And you can come in and then we work on a massage table that's um, nicely padded with memory foam. So it's really nice and soft. Uh, the face cradle is there. And, and then I kneel before them and I have my collar and I say, this is my collar. And what I, what this represents for me is number one, my commitment to watch over and care for your safety and well-being while you are here with me. I'm going to enjoy you. I'm going to play upon your body. I'm going to take you to places that perhaps you've never been before, both emotionally and physically. And I want you to feel it all. I want you to feel as, as much as you can. And if you need to use your safe words, I will listen to you. Do you accept my caller? Mm. If they do, then around their neck it goes. And I fasten it on. And in that time, that lets them sink into that place of letting go, letting go, letting go. Then the that cuff. First stop at submission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, um, this is our, uh, as actually the, the trainee yesterday said, and she's now a certified practitioner, as she said, this is her covenant. This is represents her covenant that 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 connection and covenant between and us together in that time. Beautiful word. So that's the first thing it does. It allows them to sink in. And as we do the restraints, we put them on and we put the, the sensory deprivation. So there's the blindfolds, there's the the headphones that are piping in some music so that they're not aware of of what's happening around the what room. Type of, what type of music? Um, we have a playlist. Um, Jaylene Venice has put together a beautiful playlist. So is it like meditative? Is it like, uh, or is it like uh, Chinese gongs? Or mm -hmm. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to figure out, or is it jazz? Or it ah, great questions. Like great questions. Uh, in Elysium, it's a very soft, meditative uh, 
type music. In Bondage, there's more of a beat. Some are still kind of calm and quiet. So again, it sort of reflects that riding the wave of things. And, and there's some that are very, have a very distinct rhythm beat to them because when it comes time to pulling out the, the, uh, the various things, we get to do some percussion on them. So doing some percussion and sync it in with the, sync it in with the beat of the music and it lets them, okay, feeling that. Yeah, within you're, one. Using, you're using all of your senses. You are being denied sight, which yeah. is okay. You are probably, I'm thinking you're going to explore you know, your oral sensation, but you know, your hearing and your touch. So these other sensations are heightened. Yeah. So that's why I kind of asked about the music because I'm really- Yeah, that's great. Sound mm -hmm. therapy. For sure, for sure. And one of the things we do as well in terms of the scents is I create, I, I choose a different scent that I have or my own, um, the spritzer that I put in different essential oils so that when they come in, it sort of creates that ambiance and that, that connection to what they're smelling to what they're experiencing in, in their room together. Also, that could be your trigger. You know? yeah. mm -hmm. Those things, and you go, oh, goodness, I'm going to see. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So some of the other things that um, you can do are um, here, just from your the grocery store, the, the department store, just a silicone basting brush. Just something that can be used. It can be used just softly, so, so softly. It can be later on be used as a percussion instrument. So we're tapping into uh, not only different kinds of sensation, but different levels of sensation. People, when they think about kink or BDSM, there's often this thing about being restrained and about pain, whips and chains and, and that. And yeah, as we tap into it, April, as you said, we're, we're playing with all of the sensations. And when somebody has a high pain tolerance, sometimes that can mean also that their, their pleasure, their pleasure cap, I call it pleasure cap, is not always high. It's not always a wide range of things. So as I can um, take people into this experience of sensing, and because we're so busy so often our thing in our world, um, we sometimes don't feel. And feeling something that feels maybe uncomfortable, whether it's irritating, painful, or even sometimes pleasurable, we get busy. I'm gonna go, I got need to do something. I need to, I need to go to the store, I need to do something. We get busy because there's something that we don't want to feel. And that can sometimes even include pleasure. I call orgasms in many ways where you orgasm that's showing your pleasure cap Be and so as we ride the waves it helps to expand that pleasure cap and as we start to now connect pleasure and pain weave them together that all of a sudden pain like is that pain or is that pleasure and is that pleasurable that it becomes painful we're starting to weave them together which now expands the ability for everything, for life to be felt in its fullness even more. That's deep. Mm. That's deep. So we've got, there are various kinds of blindfolds. There are leather ones. There are ones that are nice and soft because we have people laying face down in the face cradle. We want to choose something that's nice around their eyes. You can go to the travel store and get some of the little blindfolds for, you know, the sleeping on the airline. You know what I'm, I'm now. This is this is again something that I have seen and watched. Uh, 
the full on regala. Now I'm sure that you got some cute stuff to wear. <laughs> I got some cute <laughs> stuff to wear too. It's not cheap brains. That leather is expensive. Those harnesses, <laughs> the the brass rings and all that. But the latex, I don't understand how anybody could, you can't breathe, you're restricted, you're sweating. What do you find that people that like the latex suits and the latex wear, is there a commonality as to their pleasure cap? I mean, mm -hmm. I know everybody's different, but mm -hmm. that's that's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. and, to, and to be blindfolded and to be restricted, you're doing a whole lot. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's very true. Very true. In in my work, I don't use latex and it's not something that I felt drawn to even myself. And so from my experience of people that I know that are drawn to it and that love it, sometimes there's that feeling of it creates a sleekness. There's a sleekness. There's a, there is that that tightness of it itself where it's being restrained and feeling held. And we think about, um, and, and again, sometimes they're just flavors. They're just I like this. How, why, why do I like, you know, tacos and somebody doesn't, you know, it's just, we have different flavors that we like in our foods. And so in sex, really no difference in our sexual expressions and explorations, what would it be like to try something? And so that aspect of when we look at being restrained, whether it's, whether it's with cuffs and ropes, whether it is, um, you know, being tied up, wrapped around with ropes. In many ways, we from our various earliest days, that whole thing of being restrained, right? We swaddle our babies, we hold them tight. There's something about being held tight, a safety that oh, all is well with the world. Mm. And so even that aspect of putting on those tight clothes can just feel like, ah. Oh. And so it can be really a, a neat way that way. Um, and there, you know, just the movement of stuff. So I can't speak um, to it from my own personal experience, only from what I've talked about with other people and what I've heard them speak of and recognizing that, that power. And what I call about is there's various ways, but it's the restraining power of love that love restrains. And so that's a part of the trust piece as well, that for somebody to be here on a bond massage table for, with me in a session with me, there is that that trust in themselves and that trust in me that they can start to let go. Okay. Then we talk about other things. Yes. Um, All right. So we've got those things. Um, some things, again, I'm, I'm ch I've chosen some various things so you don't have to think I want to go to the store. And if you want to go to the store, there are various things. So these exfoliating gloves, head over to the drugstore and what's it like for sensation? Um, you know, just, it can be soft or it can be, you know, kind of scratchy, right? Wow. That way. And what's it like? If your lymph nodes cleared. There you go. There you go. And well, it creates circulation. Absolutely. And it's kind of an interesting thing. Another sensation when it comes time for whether on labia or on a penis to do stroking and stimulation. It's kind of really? like, oh, sure. You know, here in this erotic massage, what's it like to have that touch? wait a minute, that's not a soft hand. That's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's this scratchy little thing. Sure. So there's some more sensation. We're starting to build in and expand the sensation that's there. And for a lot of people, it's kind of like, at first I thought that was going to be, and I realized that was amazing. So when we try things, it really starts to 
because uh -huh. normally people would go towards the the quick and slick something slippery smooth right. they wouldn't go to anything that is abrasive that's or right sharp or even also temperature mm -hmm. very okay. much so ice is amazing mm -hmm. and altoids have you heard the story with the altoids people do no yeah, I'll turn you on to that. Alex. Okay, all right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, and here's another thing you can do is is um, uh, just a brush again, just a spa brush, exfoliating, dry brush. That can be used again for sensation all over the body, and it can also be used as a paddle. So one of the things that uh, in bondage and in BDSM for those people who are are being um, Playing with the risk, you know, being the, the safe aspect of things is being aware of where bones are. So we're not hitting bones and we're not hitting on veins and things like that. So there's certainly the safety features of things. But, you know, on the on the soft, you know, the, the padded and um, fleshy part of the bottom is a good spot to do that. So we use this in bondage. There's all kinds of things. Um, they also say the bottom of the feet. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to no, one the, yeah the feet are like uh, reflexology it that's controls true. every organ of your body so mm -hmm. you know the, the palms of the hand or the bottom of the feet or the bottom is a good little place to get a little spanky yeah spank. absolutely absolutely here's um and again just some simple things you know taking a scarf that's you know in your thing and how that can be there and what i love to do is to weave pleasure and pain together so it's not this dichotomy okay i'm in pain and i'm in pleasure it's wow pleasure and pain together so i might be you know um running this scarf and again in you know using the hygiene of things once i've used this into the laundry it goes so that the next client comes gets their clean things as well but i might be dragging this all the way from their feet or onto their legs from their face over their face and then over their genitals up their crack and over the anus and so all of these different things and then my most all-time favorite is the wartenberg wheel <laughs> and so i might be doing this beautiful soft touch with this or with my hands and then all of a sudden the wheel is there oh, oh my goodness and to be able to watch people respond to it not quite sure Oh my goodness, is she going to go over my nipples with that? Is she going to go over my scrotum with that? What about my labia? And to watch them really sink into it. Oh my goodness, can I feel that? And as we, as I tune in and listen to their body, listen to their sounds, watch their responses, it allows me to build their ability to feel, take them on this journey of the erotic energy and also that ability just to feel. As I said, that's when I when they come in, it's I'm going to take you places that you've maybe never gone before in terms of you're going to feel some things, emotions, and you're going to feel some physical things that you've never felt before. I want you to feel it all. Feel it as fully as you can. But also voice inflection. Mm -hmm. I hear that this is one of your favorites. You go, mm, yummy. <laughs> you know, mm. It yeah. is, you know, it's the voice. A lot of times. Uh, you know, sexual stimulation is people hearing you gasp for breath, mm -hmm. hearing you moan, hearing you cry, hearing mm -hmm. you whimper, hearing you scream. Your voice yeah. is a very, very powerful erotic tool. In this, it is. In this, it uh, is. You know, very much so. 
Mm-hmm. Well, this has just been like delicious. I've learned mm-hmm. so much. Where do you get that little wheel from? Um, I got um, various sex stores have them. Um, and I would say, make sure you're paying a good amount for them. Otherwise, they are sort of just this metal and chrome plate and it'll soon chip off and then it gets rusted and stuff like that. Okay, now so, the, the tips of it, are they pointy and sharp or are they? They are, around? yeah. They are. They are uh, originally used, you know, in a doctor's office where you can see them, you know, for checking reflexes on your knees and your elbows, things like that. Um, it can be called a pinwheel, but a Wartenberg wheel is the the official name for it. Yeah. Wartenberg wheel. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one in Canadian dollars, I paid about $40 for this one. A previous one I had, and maybe it's just prices going up, was about $20. And this one feels nice and solid. And I'm, I just got it for this training because my other one had uh, gone kaput. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things as well. So you've got the, you know, the feathers, we, you know, that typical thing. Uh, we've got um, crops. And these are things that can be used, you know, just for light play, tracing up the legs, tracing down the back, on the sides, watching them squirm and letting them feel things, you know, a little smack on the on the um, butt, a little smack on the, the testicles or the, the penis or the... And you the know, you mess around with some men's testicles and they don't like that. They want, Exactly, yeah. They That's want true. you to be gentle with the testes. That's right. That's right. And, and that's, what's an interesting thing is sometimes if I, um, if they've at the beginning, when I say, do you have any soft limits, which means things that kind of, I'm not sure if I want to try that or if I want to go there. And if they don't say anything or if, well, I might, for example, one person this, this weekend on the training said, yeah, my testicles are really tender. So, you know, I don't want the, that sharp thing. I don't want anything sharp or pokey on them. So, okay, we, we honor that. Um, and then if there's, you know, a bit of the, the cropping on there, then it's a little bit here and there. And what I'm listening for is not only his sounds or his, kind of his movements back and forth, but I'm listening for his yellow or his red. Mm. Okay. So I'm not just going to, you know, hear it and then just whack, 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 whack. It's not about, <laughs> it's, it's building the energy. It's building the sensation, getting the, the blood circulating with some taps here, some spanks here, get the blood circulating because as it circulates, then now they're going to feel even more. And what's actually fascinating is after a few, after I built it up and there are some smacks that can leave some red marks on there. When I do a soft touch now, that skin is even more sensitive. And so it's kind of like, oh. So it's this weaving of it all together in this whole body experience. So this combination of the erotic massage, the BDSM components just allows for this full body sensory buffet of being able to really go into what they want. And brains, like she said, start slow. Don't just go in, you know, thinking and whipping and all that kind of stuff. No, no. No, then it's it becomes not, it's not it building more. sensation. It's actually creating fear. And that's right. That's right. And you want. you want this to be a pleasurable experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where communication is so, so important to be able to, I would like to play with this or I would like to try this. Okay, let's try it. And that's where the safe words are important. You know, it might be, even if it's stop, even if it's whatever you choose to have that it, as soon as it happens, that's, it stops. Like if I say stop, it stops. 
okay, I need to talk about that. I need to process something. And so that that's what establishes that trust. Because if somebody, I want to keep on going, even if they've said stop, all of a sudden that consent is gone, the trust is broken, and to get back to it takes quite a journey if it gets back. And so this aspect of building the trust, taking something that even maybe is seen to be off oh, or whatever, you know, is how can I use even that as a soft thing? What's it like when it's run over the neck or the back and then all of a sudden smack, mm. you know? So it's, yeah. it's seeing how things. Yeah. Right. It's like, there what goes. do I have to look forward to? I'm blind. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's there you the, go. I'll take, <laughs> let's tell you a little story here. Okay. Uh, I was at work, uh, one day and I looked over at my girlfriend, we were sitting cubicle, cubicle, and I saw these little wet marks. Did I tell you the story? You did. Tell it again. Yeah, it's a good one. These little wet marks all over her legs and they're all rashy and looking and I said well honey I said did uh you get you go camping or something you get bit by a bug she goes no this was me and my partner and I said you and your partner she goes and every time I run my hands over these wets I just you know come to a sensation it was yeah. beautiful I told her tomorrow you wear some tights <laughs> I had no idea but the pleasure that mm -hmm. came over her was like mm -hmm. she was back on that table or whatever it was that they were doing she mm -hmm. was back in that sensory space of feel and touch and pleasure and mm -hmm. uh and uh, uh defiance mm -hmm. and something that's being taboo that she was mm -hmm. able to break through so it's I understand really I understand what you're saying but I've never looked at her the same again <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was with curiosity or if it was with judgment or if it was with fear, but I never looked at it the same again. Mm. Yeah. This has absolutely been fascinating. Thank you so much, Laura, for welcome. educating us. You know, again, Brains, you've done, as they call it, vanilla. You done did one position for 20 years. <laughs> Try something new. You know, mm -hmm. again, uh, a beautiful massage. Start mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Learning where a person likes to be touched, how hard they like to be touched. Mm -hmm. um, when they don't have any control, when they are bonded. Uh, but also be gentle and be kind and be respectful. Yeah. Understand people's limits and their boundaries. They may grow into it. And talk to your partner communicate tell them what you want what you want to explore you don't have to be shy this is a person that you've been with your entire life or hopefully you know or this might be the person that you just picked up at the bar who knows mm -hmm. um, but communication letting people know what it is they don't know in your in your head what you're thinking so all these things are so important and Lorna I think that you are like awesome sauce I really do Thank you. Too bad you're in Canada. I don't know if I would take a full-on bondage uh, course. I don't know if Mr. Magnificent would be uh, that agile to it, but you never know. Never I know. Right, right? And, and Canada is a beautiful place to come and visit, so you're always welcome. It is, it is. And thank you so much. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, how to work with you, mm. um, you know, and also, you know, just kind of follow you. So when you're ready to explore that conversation with parents and children, uh, or women coming out of their shell and have been abused, or men that are looking to be more submissive and control, how do they contact you? 
Hmm. Uh, Lorna at lornagale.com is my email address. And on Facebook, I'm Lorna Gale there. On Bondissage, I'm the Maestra. Uh, I do have uh, my page on the Trusted Bodywork site. And so Trusted Bodywork and then Lorna Gale there. That gives uh, a really pretty comprehensive picture, if you will, of the things that I offer. There are a, a long list of testimonials of individuals, couples uh, that have worked with me and speak to that, uh, both in my in my uh, somatic sex coaching, as well as in my DS and bondage practice. So there's lots of things there to choose from. And yeah, those are some things. I've got some different programs. I'm in the process of getting a new website up and those sort of things in the process. And for now, those are probably the key ways to uh, contact me. Women who are on Facebook, you may, um, you're welcome to join my uh, private group for women called Reclaiming Eden. And I am going to be starting as well a group for um, co-eds, co-eds, all genders across the spectrum that are just really wanting to step into that feminine-led life and whatever way I can support them. So you can watch for that and I will post some things into my, my Facebook group and onto my uh, soon-to-be-out linked tree as well, where you can have some of those pieces. I'll post some videos where people can get a sense of some things. And then again, here through your video, uh, the comments there that show up as well, April. Thank but, you. You know what I wanted to ask too, uh, you know, I know yeah. that you're working with couples and I'm yeah. hearing heterosexual, but do you also work with gay men? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I just, merely an observation, I'm not a man, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a different subset of designs. That's true. And when I when I think about, yeah, we, we think often of the women, men, female, male, but when we look at feminine and masculine energies, that it's all within us. So to be able to support people wherever, however they're tapping into it through their physical bodies. All right. Get physical brains. Uh, yeah, thank you. As long as it's safe and it's consensual. Brains, go in and... Uh, Tap into On The Edge. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. We'd love to have you. I want to um, make your life as pleasurable as possible to clear up any doubts uh, and just to be, you know, happy and healthy in the space that you're in. Thank you so much, Lorna Gale. You are the best. Mm -hmm. Thank you, April. Bye, Brains. <laughs>